minutes remaining. Hi, everyone. This is the Daily Happy. I just heard it. It's Monday, October 31st, 2022. I'm Lulu Picard. I'm Allison Burns. Happy Halloween. It's happy Halloween. Sorry, everyone. You heard me just talk to Allison, but we're having some tech problems with the thing that we use to record because we record everything on video, which if you are on our Instagram at this is the Daily Happy. You have seen those fun videos. Right. Doesn't matter. You don't care. Anyhow, tech problems. <laughs> Whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. That's right. And you can see all of those problems sometimes on our videos that we post <laughs> on Instagram at This is the Daily Happy or Twitter at This is the DH. Click on those links, you guys. Go down the rabbit hole with us. Ask me about my day. Hey, Lulu. How's your day? Well, so far, it's fine because I'm at home. But <laughs> between now and the time that we record, we're recording this at 12.14 sat- Sunday afternoon. Yes. At 3 p.m. Uh-huh. Sunday afternoon, which is in two hours and 45 minutes, not that I'm counting. Yeah. The curtain is going to go up with me in a different role. <laughs> For the first time, right? <laughs> Oh, she's, yep, she's gone. What is happening? Uh, I went on for this role in Boston once, book in hand, but book in hand means I, I wasn't fully rehearsed in, so I actually held the script, but now I'm going to go off. Uh, but it's changed. I mean, the blocking has changed. A lot of it's changed. Yeah. So. When you do book in hand, do they do an announcement for the audience? Like, hey, we have a, or do they don't? Care? I don't, I don't think that they did. I think, yeah, I just um, read from a book. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. They, so but they knew, like... there was an understudy announcement because I think when I went on, it was so fast they didn't have time to print the programs. Oh, gotcha. Because gotcha. the print the little inserts. Which, yeah. if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, is that a big deal?" It's actually legally required by our union that they actually yeah. um, print something, or if they don't print it, then they have to say it. So I right. think it got said, and then everyone was kind of prepped and ready. And then once you, you know, once you don't let the book bother you, it doesn't bother the audience. I I love that analogy. It's true though. No, I know, but like in life, like that could be just like used <laughs> and used. I mean, but I got to say, I'm looking at you right now. I you seem very calm. You seem very chill about the whole thing. Well, there's not Yeah, I mean, I've prepped everything that I can prep on my own for this role. Sure. There's some staging and choreo that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully I'll know it in two and a half hours. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I often, when things get like this, people will often ask me if I care. And I've often been asked, why are you so blasé with things oh. that feel high stakes? Okay. Maybe so that's I, your coping mechanism. I think it's just like, listen, otherwise I'll go insane. So yeah. I do feel myself just get calmer and calmer. The amount of text messages I've gotten from other people in the cast today that are like, oh my God, you're going to kill it. Like, And I'm like, okay, well, I just have to go to work. Yeah. So the hubbub doesn't help me Yeah. prepare for my job. Yeah. So I'm forgetting that. And what I have to do is memorize choreography in two hours. Right, right, right. So for me, it kind of feels like, you know, because I, I started working in Orlando. You're in Florida. Like that, mm-hmm. this to me feels like gig life. It's where very like, true. You're like, listen, here's the deal. The client said that he hates the opening numbers. And when we get there, we have to change it. And you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Or I know regional theater here, there are no understudies. Right. So you just do it. You just have to either do it or you have to be thrown in. Or I mean, I, as a choreographer have gone on stage 
for a role. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I definitely (laughs) walked out onto the Nemo stage once with one of the big coral fans that most of the dancers use. And my track did not use that, but we were so down. So many people, they were like, anybody that can put a coral fan on, go put a coral fan on. And I put it on and I had never worn one before. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) like it was so fun. That's amazing. And I was like rippling it. They were like, don't move it so much. I was like, I've never been a coral fan before. (laughs) See, and that's what I, I like that though. I like, people that can say, you know what? It's just like, we're going to, it's going to be over in a few hours. So like, let's just do it, buckle down, get it done. And then we'll look back on it and laugh. I I don't mind problem solving. Yeah. I get very frustrated when the problems exist because of lack of planning. Oh, sure. Like if you've done everything in your power and other people aren't doing the same. And then, and then it's left on you to scramble because in in this very specific, like when we're talking about performance, the person performing that is the one with the egg on their face. Yes. So if all the other departments don't have their stuff together, it's that person that kind of has to pull it together in front of everyone. Yeah. That's when I get a little like, like I did this event once where they had me rehearse an entire script and it was a dinner show. And then when we got there, the menu was different. And like, I had all these lead-ins like, all right, everyone, it's time for your potatoes. Uh, Who's my best spud buddy? You know what I mean? Like I had- sorts of stuff. And we got there and I, the actor happened to see the menu. And I looked at it and I said, this isn't what our show is. And they're like, Oh, can you fix it? So before, <gasps> before every course, I just had to make something up and try to remember what the new actual course was. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. Like problem solving. Yeah. No, everybody do your job. But I feel like some of the problems out there shouldn't be left to the last minute. <laughs> No, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, do your job. Uh, do your job. Okay. Uh, let's go to this because it makes me happy. So in Salt okay. Lake City, well, I know we have we have some Utah bays out there. Yeah, we love Salt Lake City, especially their Mexican food. We do love the Mexican food in, <laughs> in Salt Lake City. So next time we go through, though, Allie, we might yeah. need to do this as one of our charitable things that we do. Ooh, okay. We're going to adopt a storm drain. Oh, one of those scary ones that's an it. I've never seen that movie, so I don't know what that means. Okay, everyone else will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can you can adopt a storm dream okay. and you can name it. Oh. Now, why is that important? Because some of the drains in Salt Lake City are officially named Grady McGreatface, Drainy <laughs> McDrainface, the Toxic Sludge Collector, the Watershed Warrior, Anita Stormy Flow and even Stormy Drainals. Oh, that's cute. That reminds me. I know I said it in our other podcast, 10K Dollar Day. Uh, my happy was that I got a, or maybe it was here, that I got the new Roomba for myself. Uh huh. Well, Hannah named it the Sweeper Creeper. Oh, <laughs> that just reminded me of that. That's really funny. Sweeper yeah. Creeper. And I think, remember in England, they were naming their snow plows or something. And yeah. They, like it was really funny. Yeah. I don't remember any of them, but like they, they were like plow. We're, we're not going to come up with yeah. that. They were excellent know. puns. They were. Uh, so if you're in Salt Lake City, consider getting a grate. And if you wanted to ca- call it the $10K grate. Oh, that's a good one. We wouldn't hate you. 
Yeah, that's good. We're okay with it. Um, Okay, we're going to shift over to art. We're going to shift over to Germany. Okay. So there is this painting by Mm -hmm. Piet Mondrian, who is one of those abstract artists. Actually, what you mostly probably think of him is if you've seen a painting that was like yellow, blue, and red boxes and white boxes, and it kind of looks like a grid. Yeah. He was, that's his stuff. Oh, the pop art stuff. Yeah. A lot of people might like fake it, but that's his stuff. Okay. So that's Mondrian. He has a painting that is in uh, the, oh, it was in the New York MoMA, but now it is in the art collection of a German federal state in Dusseldorf. It's been there since 1980. Well, someone, the curator started researching their new show on this, this art museum's new show on Mondrian. And she realized they have it hanging upside down. <gasps> oh. Uh-huh. They ha- they've had it up- hanging upside down the entire time. I mean, it must be one of those interchangeable things. Not interchangeable in his brain, but like it must be hard to see which way is up and down then. Well, that's the argument, right? Like, yeah. There is a, ge- a definite top and bottom the way okay. that he designed it. So he didn't design it to be any which way. Yeah. He designed it with an up and bottom. The the thick there's thicker grids like we'll have this on the show notes of course. So the grid is thicker on one side than it remaining. is on one side and it's uh-huh. supposed to be the darkening of the sky where the oh. art the art curators thought it was the bottom of a street scene. Okay. So they okay. had it flipped. But here's the thing. Because it's so fragile if they turn it, and I don't really understand, I, I don't really know why. They say they have Ten, to keep it the way nine, it is because eight, to seven, hang it the correct way would damage six, it. Five, <gasps> four, oh, no. Three, well, you know, two, people interpret art one. different ways. 